Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We're here to get you over the hump, all right? Keep the text coming, 704-570-9610. Hit those socials, WFNZ on Twitter and Instagram, at Westbarn underscore 72, at Walker Mail, at HTB underscore Josh, and most importantly, at Weston Walker on Twitter. The text line, let's see uh, what we got going here. Ray Ray says... The Hornets have only one keeper, and it's not Melo. He's injured too much. Wow. I guess he's talking about uh, Brandon Miller. And McAlpine Doug says, has LaMelo gained any muscle weight since he got drafted? So people going in on the Hornets. Uh, somebody, weatherman Mark called him Mr. Ankles. So did you want to? Uh, we can answer it. I, do you think he yeah, gained right. any muscles since um, he got drafted? Man, I remember, I remembered when – I came in um, the arena behind him one time when I was doing Hornets, and I just couldn't believe how small his waist was. Like I was like, "Yo, this he was is skinny. a small." So was Brandon. Guy. Um, I don't think he's gained a lot. If I was to guesstimate, I'd maybe say five, six pounds. Oh, muscle watch season. It usually happens in the off season. Yeah. It's media day. Mark Williams was the big winner of muscle watch season, and now he hasn't been playing in a long time. I think he's gained a little bit. The other conversation I figured was going to come up at some point. Maybe we have this later on in the week, but mm-hmm. Ray Ray saying the Hornets only have one keeper. I've seen that take start to come about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's a contingency of people who would not be sad to see LaMelo Ball go if the Hornets did it the right way and got the right package back, I would assume. There's a contingency of people who definitely are all for uh, him being out of here. Does that not feel like C-Mac all over again? It does. You go go ahead and trade C, Go ahead and trade LaMelo to a different team and then watch them get to the postseason where he's not the only talented player on that squad. Like Christian McCaffrey is very good. Also not the only talented player on that squad. And then they have playoff success. LaMelo gets traded to an NBA team. There are two or three other guys to the point where you get to a postseason, win a series. And then hindsight allows us to completely forget what it was like when LaMelo was injured. And then we say, oh, Hornets shouldn't have. Same old Hornets. It's in their DNA. (laughs) Yeah, I bet the Warriors probably wish they would have drafted him over Wiseman at this point. He would have been really good for them. Would have been a wise decision. I saw you reach for the mic and I knew... I thought you were going to go double banger and say they would have been wise men to draft. Oh, wise that, men. You see, you should have said it. Well, you grabbed the mic. You <laughs> dove for it. You heard it. You reacted. And you dove like there was a baseball hit in the hot corner. And you tried to get that before it flew by you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go back to the campus. It's time for the campus. Kona. All right. Let's go back to the scene of the crime. North Carolina and Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech gets a 74 74- 73 win. North Carolina only has one player score in double figures, and that is R.J. Davis uh, in this game. Carolina shot season lows from the floor and from the free throw line. That's another underrated aspect of this game. They only shot 52.9% from the line. Elliott Cadeau fouled out. Uh, Carolina had a season-high 22 offensive rebounds, converted them to 23 second 
chance points. So they're now 12-1 and one this season when it has more second chance points. Uh, but at the end of the day, this was a loss for the Tar Heels. And who or what do we blame the most for this loss last night? Some people might go effort. I think I'm going to go miss shots. And so maybe these things are too tied together as well. Because I think hearing the criticism early this morning, I agree with it. It's watching North Carolina continue to shoot three-point shot after three-point shot. When Cadeau goes out and he fouls out and only plays 21 minutes in this game, you certainly would want more from him. He's somebody that can knife his way through the defense and get to the bucket at a real high level. Harrison Ingram has that kind of skill set. But missed a lot of shots in this game, which was he's not the most efficient shooter. If there is a flaw to his game, it's that. Well, I'm on. It's it's a very weird statistical season for him because he's actually shooting well from three this year, over forty percent. But the free throw percent, he's terrible at shooting free throws right now. Inside, we had somebody say, "Hey, Harrison is athletic. Why isn't he finishing at the rim?" And also, Cormac Ryan is somebody that has been missing a lot of shots here recently. So, if you have Ingram go three of fourteen, Ryan go three of fourteen, that's on the heels of Cadeau only playing twenty minutes and missing five of the seven shots he took. And then Armando is not the scoring presence that he has been the last couple of years. Then all that is going to spell out: you lose, and you only lose by one. Hell, you look at this box score. It's one of those things where you might think North Carolina would lose by even more points than what they did, seeing the shooting woes North Carolina Yeah, no doubt about night. it. Before you go, Fiddy, I was going to say, you know, I'll put this loss at the feet of Armando Baycott. Uh, he is the elder statesman on this team. He's the big, most nice. He has a size advantage over everybody he plays. He should be more dominant. And I know that we've joked about it all the time, but I say the lack of a bag, the lack of them <laughs> being able to come down and throw him the rock and get an easy bucket, it shows up when it matters the most, or it's been showing up uh, when it matters the most. When you look at what he's done as three straight games scoring in single digits, that's unacceptable for a player of Armando Baycott's stature and status. When you talk about a guy that's been in college five, six years, you're talking about a guy that's been playing and starting for the Heels for multiple seasons. This isn't a true freshman. Nine points, four of eight field goals. It's just like I said, it's not enough. And then you go to the second half. He only takes two shots. He's 0 for 2. Uh, one point and 14 minutes of play. Absolutely not. If Carolina wants to get to their goals and achieve what they want to when March comes and they really start playing the big dogs, Armando needs to play like a big dog. Peter, you got the. I just completely disagree with Armando Baycott being the reason they didn't win the game last night. He scored eight points in the first, what, 12 minutes of the game because they fed him the ball. I think it goes back to what Walker said. This isn't a great three-point shooting team. They ended last night shooting 36% from behind the three-point line. You shoot 28 of them, Jokers? Uh, uh, Cormac Ryan's a below 30% three-point shooter, and he shot seven of them last night. The only guy that has the green light that I'm comfortable letting it fly from deep is R.J. Davis because he's the ACC player of the year. I thought the absence of Elliot Cadeau in the second half, you talk about some officiating. Every single one of his foul calls that he got, he got called for last night were questionable. Like, they were probably called because Carolina was the road team. You put him on the court, I think Armando Baycott takes more than two shots in the second half. I think he could demand the ball more and be more aggressive saying, hey, I'm the fifth-year player, give me the ball. 
But I didn't look at last night and say, yep, Armando Baycott's the reason that Carolina lost that game. Yeah, but, I mean, you look at the great bigs, and you, you think about what, what would Shaq say. You know what I'm saying? And you're a guy that you have been at Carolina five, six seasons now. You have been a guy that's been starting for them pretty much since you got onto campus. You're an All-American, All-ACC type of performer. These are the games and these are the moments where you need to show up. Now, I get necessarily not him not getting fed the rock as much as he should, but he's in a position where he can demand the basketball. And when he gets the ball, he should be putting it in the cup, plain and simple. I just don't see enough from him. He's not dominant enough for me at this stage. I feel like almost that he has digressed. I mean, I expected him to really have a dominant uh, last year in Chapel Hill. And it just has not been that way. Like I said, this is his fifth year. His scoring average is down uh, from 16 to 13. His rebounds, eh, they're down just a little bit. Uh, I know defensively he's been bringing a lot to the table as far as blocks go. But like I said, Armando's a guy to me that should be 19, 20 points a game. All right, so a couple of notices here, right? I, I agree with Fiddy saying Cadeau being out probably hurt Armando and his presence offensively. I think we realize, that's one of the big notes here, I think we realize just how important Cadeau is to this team now. I always thought it was going to happen, and it did. Cadeau, at the beginning of the season, you're starting to allow him to get his feet wet in college basketball, figure out his role with another guy in R.J. Davis, who, remember, likes having the basketball in his hands. We learned all about that when Caleb Love was on the roster, too. But Cadeau and Davis fit a lot better together. The Armando stuff... I do think that guy has improved a ton defensively this year, and that matters. You also have a different identity from him. Here's the problem for me. What's okay to say about the way Armando is struggling, it's the fact that he's not taking double-digit field goal attempts this year. You say, okay, that's because RJ's player of the year. Harrison Ingram is an offensive force at times as well. There are just those shots maybe two or three a game are starting to go to other players, but you can't have his efficiency go down, and that's the issue for me. If you're talking about single point outputs from him at nine, five, and five, you're going eight field goal attempts, four against Florida State, six against Wake Forest. In the 10 that he took in that Wake and Florida State game, he only made four. Dog, you're supposed to be shooting like 58%, like around 60, and you're at 53. Just to put that in perspective, if the volume is lower than what it used to be, the efficiency should be going higher, mm -hmm. right? If the idea is that Armando is taking a step back because you have other offensive threats now, well, then you should be getting easier looks, and you should be slamming it home. You should be getting the basketball right where you want to, and maybe he's not every time. That's fine. But you can't be shooting your lowest mark since your freshman year when you were a baby in this. He's shooting 53%. The efficiency's gone down every single season. If you are a big man, especially that has seen the kind of success that Armando has his entire 18-year career yeah. in college basketball, had to get one joke in there. You can't be as inefficient as you are scoring down low right now, and that's my issue. And that's okay to say. Armando has a huge role on this team. They're not going to be a championship contender without his defense, but I also think he's got to be more efficient if you want to rely on them, especially when they're missing three-point shots. All right, as we close out the campus corner, uh, NC State last night, they held Miami to a season-low 36% from the field, 25% from three. It's important because Miami leads or did lead the ACC in field goal percentage and three-point field goal percentage. DJ Horn had 24 points. 
Did last night's win restore some faith in the Wolfpack and is Miami the ACC's most disappointing team thus far? I think more of the story is the latter. The fact that Miami has vastly underperformed what their expectations were. And we saw the signs. We saw some of the beatdowns that they took. And then we thought, well, good coach that you have in Jim Larenaga down there. You got at least a couple of returnees. And Ormir's been playing well this year. Miami's going to figure it out. But they haven't yet. NC State, we've seen roller coaster type seasons from them before. So I can't tell you that I'm all the way back in yeah. after a win against Miami it, because that's tough for me to justify both happening at the same time. I trust NC State now because they beat a bad Miami team compared to what they were going to do coming in. That doesn't make any sense to me. The story here is that the Hurricanes have vastly underperformed and NC State has to win like four in a row or beat the teams they're supposed to on a consistent basis before you can really trust the Wolfpack. Yeah, I'd say it restored a little bit of faith, not a ton. I mean, I think NC State in a big spot. They had lost three in a row. They had to stop the bleeding, so we'll see where they go from here. But I think it should restore a little bit of faith. A tough Miami team coming in. They found a way to get the job done. Uh, Miami, yeah, I think they are the most disappointing team at this point. Five and five, I thought they would be fighting. Uh, at the top of the ACC because the other teams that are below them can't really pick anybody to say, wow, I'm just really floored uh, at how they're playing. Fiddy, do you have some quick thoughts on that? Um, I mean, for me to believe in State again, they got to they gotta go on the road and beat somebody. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Miami, I mean, I asked you, Wes, because I, I, I know you had the game. I've seen them a little bit. Like, I watched them get run out of the gym against Miami, or not Miami, Kentucky. Just don't understand why they're not where they probably should be. Um, and I gave them the benefit of the doubt because Larinaga's that dude. They're coming off a Final Four run. I don't think this is a tournament team.